criticize or defend the viewing choices we made as kids. I'm your host and the youngest, Gray Baker. I'm Holland and I'm the oldest. I'm Allegra. Um, I, I really didn't prepare for this. Got Allegra, there are literally a, a million, million quotes, quotes from this movie. There's so many. This is like one of the most quoted movies of our whole fucking childhood. Hold on, hold on. I can rally. I'm Allegra, this. and this one no, tastes no, 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 like don't it got me. into an onion don't patch. Help me. <laughs> don't help me. And I'll make your wildest dreams come true. Oh, that was the best one. <laughs> <laughs> I keep forgetting um, that this is my bit. It's the food. <laughs> I know the first I'm thing Allegra, that came and I could throw a pigskin over the mountains. <laughs> I'm Allegra, and I'll do whatever I want. God, I'm Allegra, and my lips hurt real bad. <laughs> I'm Allegra, and you're just jealous that I spend all day talking to hot babes. All right, all oh right. Oh my God. So, what we do here each week is one of us has to present a movie to be critiqued, while the other two score it based on five specific categories. Each week's score will be added up, and at the end of each season, the sibling with the most points will be labeled Master of the Remote Control while the loser will be forced to do some sort of punishment chosen by the winner. This week is my favorite week so far. Fuck you. Because (laughs) I get to defend a movie that I think needs not much defending. Uh, 2004's smash hit Cult classic, but also box office destroyer, Napoleon Dynamite. (laughs) What an introduction. Yes, that's me clapping for my own movie. Dude, this movie had a shoestring budget. I'm pretty sure the guy who played Kip only got paid like $200. And I don't think he's done that much since this movie. Yeah, because these aren't like known actors. John Heater did the most. And, Ma- uh, and isn't it uh, Max mom, the the grandma? The grandma has been yeah. stuff. Yeah. 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 Right? The grandma is Max from It's Always Sunny's mom. So we're yeah, watching yeah, Napoleon yeah. Dynamite. Big love. Um, brief summary for those few of you that have lived under a rock. Um, <laughs> I'll give a little summary. This movie is about Preston, Idaho's most curious resident, Napoleon Dynamite who lives with his grandma and his 32-year-old brother, who cruises chat rooms for ladies, and works to help (laughs) his best friend, Pedro, snatch the student body president title from Mean Teen Summer Wheatley. Um, They left out Uncle Rico's whole arc, but that's fine. Um, So basically, when I was looking at 
the summaries for the movie. Like, there's like a, a summary, a storyline, and then like a plot on IMDb and Wikipedia, respectively. And mm-hmm. they all are real. You know, this movie doesn't really have like a a plot. plot. <laughs> it just like kind of has like down a random sequence into... of events. Yeah, and there is yeah. some like progressions of events that take place but you couldn't string it together to like one overarching plot so they really kind of hold Uh, on to the student body president theme for all three of the like summaries they they kind of you know they're like this that's the that's the plot they can really say you don't agree that this isn't the main plot of the movie even though it really kind of comes at us halfway through yeah i don't no, I don't fully agree that this is just random sequences of events. This was the I think it's just like a year in a life, if that. Maybe like a couple months on it or a couple well, weeks, I don't honestly. Know. This watch was the first time I had ever watched the movie High. Okay, interesting. And I don't know. I was noticing a real character arc of Napoleon Dynamites that like I don't think Me I really too. picked up on before. I, I think it's very subtle what everyone goes through because the whole point, like, I agree that, like, the the point of enjoyment of the movie is not to have this, like, big, obvious, like, plot. It is to, like, enjoy the madness of the It's just, like, to characters. follow around yeah. an odd but guy Allegra, ag- and just, like, I see agree. how he exists in this world. I agree with what you are saying because I was noticing a lot, too. This is the I haven't seen this movie since I entered high school. So like I never yeah, got to view this movie with the lens of someone in high school, have gone through high school, or you know, post even college. Like the last time I saw this movie might have been like early high school. But obviously I saw it eight dozen times before then. Um so yeah, I was noticing a lot, but okay, there's there's character development, but there's not like a overarching plot. He becomes like, I guess you could say like a better person. He's less self-involved and a little bit more, you know, open to because he actually found friends, you know? Yeah, I wouldn't even call it becoming a better person because I don't know if he's ever really been a bad person. Yeah, to me. I it- think it's like watching him mature. It's watching that, like, late bloomer nerd kid kind of start to grow up, like, just a little bit. No. Oh, okay. No, no, no. I'm not saying you're wrong. No, not at all. (laughs) I'm not saying you're wrong necessarily, but what I saw was, okay. You're not wrong, but no. No, I mean. (laughs) so aggressive. I'm sorry. I just. No. I really (laughs) connected with this character last night where, like, he, like, every, I feel like everyone has known this kid. Like, the kid who's constantly lying to seem impressive, but absolutely no one buys his bullshit. Mm -hmm. But, like, he's weird and, you know, self-conscious. But, like, then he starts to get a little bit of, you know, he finds his people. Yeah. He finds the kids who get him. And the end, the dance, not to jump ahead, I guess, but we're doing (laughs) it, is when he realizes that the only thing thing he has ever needed is to be himself and every he suddenly becomes the weirdo that everyone hates and maligns to the weirdo everyone loves everyone knows the weirdo everyone loves because he is harmless he's not a bad person he is just misunderstood 
And the second yeah. he lets go of trying to impress these people who have never understood him is when he becomes beautiful <laughs> and amazing. He's I like a hero. I really did connect with this movie just on a completely different level. Um, I feel like I should have like, watched I, it high. I knew, <laughs> I knew those kids in high school. You know, I knew and like I, I also kind of did some self-reflecting because I said, like, I probably would have been, like, Summer's boyfriend I in high school to this kid. Like, where, like he wasn't I'm not, mean to on. him. Yeah, I'm, I wasn't malicious, but it was kind of like, you know, like, I could find the things to kind of, like, laugh at uh, uh, that he does. But I also like, I realized... I found you amusing. <laughs> yes, I found you amusing. And, like, I'm not, like, putting you down per se, but it's definitely kind of, you know, like... You're pushing his buttons. You're laughing so like, at him, not yeah. with him. I'm yeah. laughing... Think, yeah. Exactly. I'm laughing at what he's doing. And then I... But I what I realized is I would have become very good friends with him in college. If I had known mm. this kid in college... Because he would have gotten into smoking weed and would have still been that way, but a little bit more open-minded in terms of like worldview or whatever. And I'm like, okay, those are the guys that I literally gravitated towards in college. Because I'm like, you're weird. You're probably really fun to be high around. And we can both laugh together. I feel like I was this weird kid. (laughs) Especially in middle school. (laughs) Um, and then by the time I was in high school, I think I I was still friends with these weirdos, but I was self-conscious enough that I started distancing myself from that a bit. I was like a little bit more afraid of what other people thought. And I think it stopped me from fully being the Napoleon Dynamite kid, um, which is dumb. <laughs> you should, if you are an, in, if you have an inner Napoleon Dynamite, you gotta let that free fly fly. Like well, my mom. Okay, we're getting really far. I'm just saying we okay, need we to like <laughs> keep our structure. We can continue yeah. this, no problem. It came out June 11th, 2004, but it was in Sundance. It entered Sundance January 17th, 2004. Um, it was, you know, pretty widely known. It was like based off of a like a student film that was expanded. Went to Sundance, purchased by Fox, and released. Um, Holland was 12 when it came out. Allegra was nine and I was seven. I did not see this in theaters because I don't know how long it was in theaters. Yeah, I don't know if we saw this in theaters, but we definitely had it on DVD. I I remember the time I first saw it. I remember yeah, I remember the first time oh, really? I saw it was at Preston Seda's birthday party. <laughs> Shout out to Preston Seda. I haven't spoken to you since maybe high school. Um, I thought you were going to be all, like, since like, that birthday party? <laughs> no, 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 no. But basically, yeah. Um, we were. It was like a slumber party in the living room. And that this was the movie at the end of the night that we were all going to like watch in our sleeping bags before going to sleep. And I was like, my mind, I, I could feel my brain wrinkling and like become like, I'm like, oh, okay. This is my humor. This is like how I'm going to be for the rest of my life. Not the, the characters, but the humor. The, mm-hmm. yeah. 
Loved it. Love it. Absolutely love it. I just remembered that this had like a hold on everybody when I was in seventh grade. Mm -hmm. Like, because it, it seemed like it came out in the summer before. And, like, nobody really saw it, mm. but until the DVD came out, probably a couple months later, it was, like, seventh grade was Napoleon Dynamite for me. I remember being at lunch and just, like, quoting the movie back and forth with people because, like, that's what you used to do before social yes. media <laughs> and memes existed. You just said it to each other out loud at lunch in that amphitheater over and on Rolling over Hills. And over again. Yeah. I feel like at one point I printed out a list of just Napoleon Dynamite quotes, like from the computer. I changed my AIM screen name to Gimme Your Tot 7 at oh one point. <laughs> like, I remember that. The grip that this movie had on my culture in 2004 and, it pro and into 2005, probably. I'm pretty sure in all of our pre-watch notes, we all commented about how our cousins loved this movie so much they named their dog Pedro. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I didn't write that down, but I remembered that, obviously. Yeah, I didn't write it down, but obviously I remember that, too. Pedro! Mm -hmm. um, okay, Pedro. our parents have to have thoughts on this movie. Oh, I did not. I'm pretty sure the DVD was at Dad's house. <laughs> I didn't reach out. So It was definitely I'll more of a now. dad movie. But Definitely. Here, it he's was gonna have a bad. thought, and we're gonna put it right here. Oh, Napoleon Dynamite is an amazing movie. I can't imagine it not getting um, all tens from you guys. Um, I think you guys were late elementary or early middle school, and were obsessed with this movie. Um, I remember thinking it was like the. Raising Arizona of my youth, or maybe I was in college, but um, an actual original movie not falling into the same tropes as most of the stuff pumped out for your age group. Excellent movie. Love it. Okay, what were we saying later? It was always magical when there was a movie that all of us and dad enjoyed at the same time. The thing level. I remember about dad yeah, specifically is like, he's like, and like a Mormon guy made it. Isn't that crazy that it's funny? <laughs> like, oh, do you remember him oh saying God. shit like that? And honestly, upon oh this watch, I was like, of course, like, yeah, a Mormon guy made it. Like, any, everything everybody is wearing in this, like, rural Idaho town feels both extremely dated and like 80s but also maybe like the dresses the girls wore to that dance were so Mormon. I'm pretty like sure like the popular girls. Well, I'm pretty sure actually, they got all the costumes so, from thrift stores. I'm still saying. Well, <laughs> but well they, they did but also it was intentional because they were like that's what Idaho is like. It's function over form. Yeah. So, like, people aren't as interested in, like, yeah, what's the latest fashion or whatever. And so, they even, like, with Fox, they had to be, like, we need to, like, I think Fox maybe made this note. And they're, like, they, we need to show that this is a current movie. That it takes place in the present. The only thing that they did to, like, make it 
clear that this was like a present day film and not like dated is that uh, in the opening credits when Napoleon takes out his school ID, it says 2004. Yeah. Yeah. That's the only thing that like lands it in present day. being confused about when this movie was supposed to take place. I mean, listen. And I guess like the chat room aspect, but even that could be a range of years of when that's happening. I'm just saying, if you told me that people in Idaho still dressed like that, I would believe you. Yeah. Like, anyone who's been to Indiana, get it. Have you been to Indiana? No, but I've heard stories (laughs) that it's been, I mean, wasn't there a whole South Park joke about how it's still 1994 there? I have no idea. There was like a guy who was frozen in an ice block from 1994 and it was 10 years later. And so he moves to Indiana to, so his life could be normal again. Do you think I watch South Park? (laughs) Also, Indiana's nowhere near Idaho. But it's just, I'm just like a rural, a rural town vibe. The rural town. Rural town. All right. Um, Maybe that's why Deb is so maligned, is because she does care about fashion. I mean, kind of. I mean, look at that side pony. (laughs) It's very 80s again. (laughs) Uncle Rico stuck in 82. Yeah. We'll have to talk about Uncle Rico. Oh, Uncle Rico. Oh, man, do we have to talk about <laughs> it? Yeah. But, like, really, do we? Do we have to? <laughs> we don't talk about Rico. Whoa, okay, whoa. should we do our pre-watch notes? Is that where we are now? Yeah, let's do our pre-watch notes. Yes, yes, yes. Um, I guess I'll go. Could probably still quote a lot of this movie. And then I wrote down a bunch of quotes that I won't say because we'll probably say all of them. Um, although I will say particularly, Fat Lard sent me back in time. So oh, yeah. <laughs> fat Lard became the kid insult. Yeah. You Fat Lard. There's a reason we yep. called our cat Edward Fat Lardo. <laughs> Ed Lardo. <laughs> oh, Eddie. I, again, RIP to that pet right. as well. Um, Napoleon is a nerd. He has a nerd older brother, Kip, and they live with their grandma who rides dirt bikes. She gets in an accident, so their Uncle Rico has to watch them. Not really a firm plot to this movie, though. <laughs> That's all I wrote down. Allegra. My turn. So I remember the summer it came out, I was at Girl Scout camp. So Holland and Grace saw it before me and were constantly making references to it the whole time. And it kind of pissed me off because <laughs> I, I didn't get the fucking jokes, but no one would see it with me. But I did eventually see it. And I was like, yeah, this fucking rules. Um, maybe we did see it in theaters. Huh? Said So maybe we did see it in theaters. Maybe. I don't remember. No, I, I, I did not. I did not. I just remember loving every second of it. Uh, teeny Fat Lord, can we get some dinner? This one has a fifth nipple. Uh, vote for Pedro. Deb. All of it. Yeah, I, I probably know this I just got a text before. from Dad. <laughs> what do you say? Very solid movie. Probably a classic in the only role that John Heater could play well. I think he sucked in all other movies. Great characters and dialogue. Damn, Dad. <laughs> Thanks, Dad. <laughs> I kind of had that thought, too, though. I'm like, he he wasn't that great of an actor. But again, I mean, he I wasn't don't supposed really... to be. He was just a college buddy with Jared Hess at BYU, and they made the short, and then... Wasn't the director of this movie married to Alexa Vega, a.k.a. the girl from Spy Kids? I have At no one idea. point? What? I think that's right. I think that's right. <laughs> anyway. 
Gray, do you have pre-watch notes? I remember the grip this movie had on my entire generation. I still quote parts of it to this day. I have this soundtrack saved on my Spotify because I list, I just love it. I listen to it all the time. I was like humming along to it while I was watching the movie. Um, <laughs> I can still replicate like half of his dance fairly accurately. Um, I feel like everybody and, memorized it at one point. <laughs> and Uncle Rico's style was, I think, one of the funniest parts of this movie. Just his like clothing choices and whatnot. Okay. The Jack White song also, it does remind me of Grey. Mm. Mm. Come with me, Susie Lee. Yeah, I listened to that song. I listened to the White Stripes a lot around this era. And hearing them oh, in yeah, this yeah. movie really, like when I first heard it, when I first watched this movie, I'm like, no way. It's fucking White Stripes, dude. Yeah, I was really stoked about that. <laughs> Heckin' shit. All right, should we do our um, pre-argument right. yeah, scores? scores? Let's do scores. All right, nostalgia, I have a 10. 10. That's kind of yeah, that, undeniable. Yeah, pretty self-explanatory. Sit through, I had a 7. 10. Appropriate, I have an 8. 9. Hold up, I have a 7. 8. Can I follow, I have a 7. Oh shit, wait, what was the last score? <laughs> Hold up. Hold, Hold up. up 10. Hold up 10. Hold up 10. Follow 8. Okay. All right, Allegra. <laughs> Dude, this movie fucking rules. <laughs> I I was worried. I don't know if I'm going to have anything to talk about cuz this movie's great and there's not much else to say. I was wrong. I could probably talk about this movie too much. I have many yeah. thoughts. I have, I have many very philosophical, not philosophical, just like deeper than I thought it could go with Napoleon Dynamite. I watched this movie high. Allegra watched this movie high. Holland, your, your scores are wrong. And we'll, <laughs> I will go into detail why. Okay. Um, in the future. Other than nostalgia. Whenever... Nostalgia was correct. I but. don't know how much you can adjust my sit through because that was my experience. In the future, <laughs> the next time you watch this movie, you're going to get high and then you're going to think my scores were wrong. <laughs> well, we'll yep. see. Because this movie is fantastic in the way that all of its like deepness is very subtle. It is like it's very quirky and awkward and hilarious and great. But I, I don't think I really appreciated just how, like, the things everything everybody loved about this movie was kind of surface level. Like, everyone took this movie as it is. And, like, the juxtaposition between the movie I experienced watching last night and the after credit scene was miles apart. Because <laughs> the after credit scene was put in after it went on DVD and after the culture exploded. And now everyone already, like, flanderized all the characters. And it was so silly and so goofy and still amazing. That song slaps. But I forgot that that was a DVD thing. Yeah. But it was like there was such a, a huge gap between like the characters who were still somewhat realistic and the absolute goof troop that was the after credit scene. Wait, what was the after credit scene? I didn't watch it. The I love technology. Oh, the wedding. My God, duh. He didn't watch that. 
Right? Your I movies forgot. always was... have the secret ending. Like, there's so many missing scenes whenever we watch your movies. So, well, I he mean, knows I, about I can this, recite right? it. I can recite it right now. Yeah. But anyways, <laughs> um, I was so I, I fell asleep watching this movie because I just started a new job and it's fucking draining. And so I had to watch the last like 30 minutes of this on my lunch break today. So I just like, as soon as it was over, I'm like, oh fuck, I got to get back to work. So I couldn't watch it. I completely forgot about it. I was still thinking of, I can remember like the, the deleted scenes or like the extras, the bonus features where like he's fishing in like a fucking, like, uh, what do they call it? Like a runoff. Like it basically looks like the LA river and he catches like an already dead fish. And then there's another deleted scene, or maybe it's an after, just like a, a bonus scene where he calls a zoo and asks about ligers. I don't know if oh, you remember Oh, I do that. remember that. I do remember and that. And they're like, so it's a male tiger and a female lion? And he's like, no, that's a tigon. They're freaking dumb. <laughs> I forgot no, about that. They're totally dumb and they smell like scene. poo. Yeah. Because <laughs> when he was drawing the liger, I was like, Oh, isn't like a liger specifically like one is female and it's one a male is male lion and, like and another a female one. tiger? Yeah. And he didn't get into it. I'm like, why do I know that information then? I remember everyone suddenly <laughs> quoting all these things and being like, what the fuck? Did you watch a different movie? Because I never saw the deleted scenes. I forgot about the Tigon versus the liger. Oh my God. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I think that's what the deleted scene was called, like was labeled when you were in the menu. It was like liger like... versus Tigon. <laughs> <laughs> and there were these like proto BuzzFeed ass like news segments of like, did you know a liger is real? And they would like show a liger at a zoo. Yeah, what? it'd be like National Geographic's kids, like magazines you get at the Scholastic Fair. It's like I'm just saying, I've BuzzFeed. seen a liger in person before. Oh right, you did that animal sanctuary. I like thing. volunteered at an animal sanctuary in Missouri during college, and they had a liger very that they had rescued. I know it was honestly very Tiger King. It was literally <laughs> like a big cats and other random ass animal sanctuary in like outside of Columbia, Missouri. We have a photo of Holland being surrounded like by a million domestic they also have a cats. Bunch of cats, but. And I was like, this is what you've been. I fed for. raw meat to lions and tigers, and I saw a liger. Yeah. That is badass. Um, anyway. <laughs> um, um, when uh, Meg made a very good point, and she just said, who was the target demographic for this movie <laughs> when it came out? Because, like, it's not a kid's movie. No. But it's not, like, it's College just kind kids? of like. It's very student film. It's so. very student film. <laughs> Yeah, it's very student film. So it was just like whoever can gravitate towards this movie. And apparently a lot of people did because yeah, it became a hit. The arc of this but, movie is kind of Napoleon's arc of if you just follow your heart and do what makes you happy, other people will appreciate it. Mm -hmm. If you vote for me, all of your wildest dreams will come true. <laughs> Yeah, and like what I was saying earlier is like this movie is like again, there's not like really a plot to it, but it's just we're following Napoleon, we're following this odd guy for the whole time, 
And even though he's not really doing anything, you just want to know how he exists in the world. And it's so compelling that you want to just keep watching him. We all and love his friends and family. We all love experiencing Napoleon Dynamite. Yeah. And it's like they kind of hint at like why Napoleon the way is the way he is, but it's not necessary. Like we don't know where his parents are. But we but like we could maybe think, well, this kid lies a lot for attention, probably. Mm-hmm. You know? He's not being raised by his parents. He's being raised by a grandma who likes to go out and party and who he doesn't know very well. And his brother's way older. And doesn't spend any time with him because he's chatting online with hot babes all day. <laughs> so Napoleon- I mean, he does tow him into town to go to Rex Quando. They do some stuff together. Yeah, it's not a totally... Uh, <laughs> but there's a huge age gap. Yeah, it's not a totally bad relationship. It's a very brotherly relationship, but it, it's a huge age gap. Yeah. So maybe... They're like minimum 14 years apart. Yeah, so Probably he's, more. He's a lonely guy. Yeah. He's very lonely. He doesn't have any friends until magical uh, circumstances happen and a, another weirdo comes to school and they bond and it's great. And like... And Uncle then Deb Re- also comes in. Yeah. With her uh, entrepreneurial... Spirit. Spirit and... Dude, Deb confident. is so Deb good. is my favorite character. She stands <laughs> up for herself. I love Deb. I know. She's like, you're a shallow yeah, yeah. friend. Like when... <laughs> When Uncle Rico Napoleon, gives her the I think you're a shallow horrible. friend. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Deb Dude. is... Deb is, like, yeah, just such a good friend, understanding, freaking a go-getter, just doing mm-hmm. multiple small businesses to make money for college. And you could tell she really cares about her photography and her craft and she's got a sense (laughs) she knows how to direct people to take a good photo she has has her style figured out yeah yeah and like deb knows who she is if you think about it like napoleon didn't start this year thinking that like the, that this whole presidential campaign was going to happen. What happened is he makes an amazing friend who welcomes him into his world, who's very confident, acts, asks out the hottest girl in school and, and another girl. <laughs> fucking, and he's just like, I can let you dance with Deb if you want. A fucking cool as shit homie. And then, and then goes, I'm going to run for president. And Napoleon's probably inspired by that, this amazing friend he's made that he's like, I will do anything yeah, to Napoleon make this happen Yeah, Napoleon also you. just learns how to be a really good friend. He is. He yeah. is like, oh, you have a skit he you haven't is. prepared for? I got you. And Deb makes I believe all these keychains. I would vote for you. <laughs> yeah, hey, and Napoleon like, made all the posters. Yeah. Yeah, he uses you know? drawing skills that Pedro emphasizes. Yeah, Pedro's like, I know you got skills, man. Like, there's got to be something. Okay, I validate you. <laughs> the fact that, like, also, who? if we're if we're talking about like, I'm sorry, if we're talking about like positive characters, I do also <laughs> want to mention another like kind of a sneaky like very positive like good in role model like character, and that's Lafonda. Lafonda is a goddamn queen. Total chiller. She is accepting. She is supportive. And then it's just like, I just met you. I heard you like dancing. Check out this mixtape. Like, why not? You know? (laughs) I love 
their love. Kim I believe in their love. Yes. I believe. Yes, I believe in their love. <laughs> I literally I really wrote that down love. in my notes. Because obviously there's a Kip lot of humor. just needed that just... push to figure out where mm-hmm. to go in life. And LaFonda is like, you can come on with me. Yeah, I like, got you. Obviously, a lot of the humor is in how different they are, mm-hmm. and how. But like, yeah, all of but all of that is them going. You may see us and see very different people from very different worlds, but we look at each other, and there's no judgment. Mm-mm. There is only acceptance just love. and love and encouragement. <laughs> and you see Kip become more confident, yeah. because of Lafonda's love. <laughs> Yeah, when they're and on their little date, playing. and he's like wiggling his eyebrows at her. <laughs> yeah. Attraction is like, real. And you know it's what? Mutual. I don't need to do this get rich quick scheme with Uncle yeah. Rico. Like, I got my own life now. Mm-hmm. And at the wedding, even though it's a very goofy, silly after credit scene, you could tell like Lafonda's family doesn't seem to understand why she's marrying Kip. Well, it seemed like just her <laughs> brother. Her parents didn't seem very phased by it. One of them was like, but the brother is like the one who puts his hand yeah. in his. The dad yeah, was looking at his brows. I don't know. But that doesn't stop her. Uh uh-uh. uh. She was like, if this you want to love it's me. It's like that meme of like, this is your man. That's mine. Yes. <laughs> You're going like, to stand by this man. He's all mine. Well, you know that like TikTok meme. Yes. She's yeah. like, I don't, that's hey, the lesson of this at movie. At least. At least they're still at the wedding. Yeah, they still yeah. accept like, it. They just don't understand yeah. it. Yeah, they raised a good-hearted person. <laughs> they're like, that's yeah. exactly like. Listen, when Dad bought me all those comic books for Christmas, and he said to me, "I don't understand your hobbies, but I love you." <laughs> that's all you need. <laughs> that's like when yeah. Dad and you were in line buying me Birkenstocks. <laughs> I don't understand, but I love you and I support you, you and your interests. No, d- Allegra, didn't you say that like you guys were in line and he's holding the box and he just goes, "Is Gray like a hippie now?" <laughs> Forgot about that. But he still bought them for me. Yep. And they got stolen, and you were like, "Don't tell Dad." Yep. <laughs> Is Gray a hippie now? Uh, I left him on the front porch after day drinking uh, in L.A. and someone stole him. So that sucks. Uh, But But, don't worry, Dad doesn't listen to our podcast, so he'll still never know. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Now, I guess it's the most appropriate time, I guess, if we're talking about character, the character of each person in this movie like the personal character you know what i mean yeah the moral character of everyone in this movie let's flip it on its head and let's talk (laughs) about uncle rico's not great uncle rico (laughs) i I did not realize the full extent of how shitty he is like when i was when i was a kid and i watched this movie i did not realize like just how much of a piece of shit he is yeah, I mean, you never, you don't like him, and you're not supposed to like him. But yes, like, exactly. as soon as you see him eat that wet steak, <laughs> you know that he and Napoleon are not uh, well matched. <laughs> he's such a creep. Yeah, he's like the perfect heel for this story, though. Yeah, it's like he does yes. everything right in this parameters. Like, he's not too over the top of like a piece of shit. It's like his shittiness is like the 
it it matches the scenery if that makes any sense it matches the whole vibe of this movie of like sleazy Mm -hmm. kind of you know downtrodden stuck in the past like shitty uncle forced to watch (laughs) his nephews and he's in in this small town of idaho it's like yeah that's exactly what that guy would be yeah and he gets his comeuppance. Like door-to-door salesman of, like, pyramid schemey thing. Like, he sells Tupperware. Yeah. And then veers into something horrib- horribly horrible. <laughs> like, how to grow your boobs <laughs> bust-must plus shit. It's like, bust unfortunately, plus. <laughs> unfortunately, a lot of girls know this fucking dude. All these high school girls who are like, yeah, you don't want to get cornered by Uncle Rico. Ugh. Gross. And poor Deb does get cornered by Uncle Rico. Yeah, she gets and he blame And he brings Napoleon into it for no good reason. Yeah. No reason the, at his all. Feud, his feud with Napoleon is so just like unwarranted. It's like he is just <laughs> like, he just hates this kid. Because he was cool in high school. Yeah. He just wants to put down the weird guy. Because he doesn't understand. Because he feels bad about himself. And the yeah. only way he knows how to feel better is to put down someone weaker than him. Yeah. And Napoleon fucking knows. Like, that scene after Deb calls him and Napoleon's throwing oranges. Grapefruit. <laughs> <He goes, laughs> <laughs> that's so that's one of my funny. favorite scenes in the whole movie is when the grapefruit hits the windshield. He goes, <laughs> <laughs> uh, And then the fight... It's He's so like, good. Get off me, Bodaggit. Boom. And just gets him right in the ribs and then like falls over the fence. Oh, that's always been one of my favorite scenes. Oh, my God. He... But like that, it's a different scene. But when Napoleon is like yelling at Uncle Rico where he's like, you're ruining everyone's lives. I was like, that's fucking real. Yeah. Clearly Napoleon is like not having a great time. And the fact that Uncle Rico is here instead of his grandma, he's like, this is even worse. He's yeah. like, oh, well, I mean, feeling... and that Uncle Rico is like, instrumental in like like messing with his life Mm -hmm. he's like actively causing more bullying to occur at school with his actions yeah yeah and yeah because he tries to approach the other girls with the bust must and then they put it all over his locker yeah that's when he says you're ruining everyone's life but it's like he's also sort of no he doesn't after deb he doesn't after deb gets mad because it's like not only did that happen but oh no, no no sorry i'm getting the two confused yeah but yeah he, and then he, like, ruins one of his only two, like, good friendships. Yeah. But also, I do love the line, uh, Grandma says you have to go. She didn't tell me nothing. She says you're ruining everyone's lives and eating all of our steak. <laughs> Just, like, <laughs> the combination of lines. There's so many lines that I, like, forgot about that I don't think I ever latched on to originally, but upon rewatch, I was like, why wasn't oh I God, quoting yes. that? Like, I really loved when he's like, six dollars? It's like yes, a dollar oh an hour. It's like a dollar an hour. I was literally about to say, that's my favorite like my line in the whole line. movie. Yeah, because you think about the context where he just worked such a shit job. He was like, literally, they had to move chickens. They had to move a thousand chickens from one cage to the other. And then the food they got was egg salad sandwich, hard-boiled eggs, and fucking just egg. egg. Just cracked egg in a jug. Cracked egg mixed together as a drink. 
The most generous interpretation is this is OJ they cracked an egg into, but I think we understand <laughs> what it was like. It's fucking yolk. He was there for six hours in that horrible there. And, he's, and, he's and he got six dollars in change. change. <laughs> I just love yeah, that dude, they made that that's actor. That's my favorite line in this whole movie. I love it so much. <laughs> I just love they made that actor literally like carry chickens in and put them in cages. <laughs> he's like slapping. I will say though, in the same vein, I love how many like activities that napoleon does like this guy does extracurriculars he's in the happy hands club he's in national ffa and like successful at ffa like he knows his fucking milk pedro knows his fucking utter like they're both so good at ffa and got like little medals and one shit (laughs) see napoleon is not without his skills he can draw yeah, oh my, I literally wrote down, I want a Napoleon Dynamite FFA jacket. With, like, the little name patch. <laughs> the, the fucking, I know this is one of the most played out lines of the movie, but, dude, looking at that fucking drawing, and then, yeah, it took me, like, three hours to get the shading on your upper lip. <laughs> I will oh, say, that oh, that drawing shit, was so bad. I will say, um, I do think I would be mortified if I, like, was made to go to a dance with Napoleon Dynamite, though, like, in yes. high school. Oh, 100%. <laughs> like, 100%. I did feel for Trisha a little bit. Was that her name? I can't remember. Trisha. Yeah. Um, I was like, she that was kind of an innocent bystander fine. in all of this. Yeah, like, it's yeah. like she just got friends roped with into Summer, this. but she didn't do anything. Yeah. She didn't say anything directly mean to him, and he had, like, left when she was, like, she was probably like, well, he ditched me first. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. dances are awkward. And honestly... Wait. And going with, like, a str- not only a stranger, but, like, the weird kid. And, like, your mom made you go <laughs> with him. Like, she's probably... Like, she saw that empty chair and was like, good enough. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, I cannot blame her for that. Like, especially just in high school when everything just means so much. Guys, high school dances are mostly very boring. And underwhelming. They're so boring. Yeah, dude. It's all just, yeah, 100%. It was probably extremely rare when there was actually, like, tension and, and drama at a school dance. Everyone just got all dressed up and got all, like, weird and hormonal, and then the night just ended up disappointing anyway. Yeah, I feel like the build-up to a school dance was, like, definitely more exciting and anxiety-inducing than by the time you're actually at the school dance. You're like... Okay, I wasted all my energy on this, and now that it's happening, it's like, it goes by in a second, you're like, what? All hype, no payoff. (laughs) Yeah. Back to the movie. Um, Dude, fucking, you know what, Napoleon? You can leave, is also, like, it's just, the way his, his, the way he says it is just burned into my brain. Napoleon. And I just, I often say, it, just the way he says it, I'll, I'd say to people, like, you can leave. <laughs> I love oh, the God, idea I love that... Oh, I love when... Oh, sorry. No, I just love the idea that Napoleon grows up and people call him Leon. <laughs> That's um, a dope name. Dude, Kings of Leon. <laughs> that makes it Napoleon. Um, Leon I do, Dynamite, I also, dude? <laughs> I also love when Dad is helping man. pick out the wig for Pedro, and she's like, "I think this matches your season." 
<laughs> I love yeah, her. dude. Oh, Pedro's wig. It was such a brilliant but subtle joke just for the rest of the movie. And he's just wearing this fucking wig, dude. Oh, I loved it so much. I love that she was like, which wig, Napoleon? And he's like, this one. And she's like, you know what? I wholeheartedly agree. And it's like, these two weirdos fucking get each I other. Okay, I didn't realize, I never picked up on the fact that they were like, kind of teasing a romantic angle with Deb and Napoleon. I oh, never. Yeah, but I think it's very, it's pretty subtle though. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. I never noticed it's not it like until there's this a big watch. sweeping. Yeah. Yeah. There's like a little, well, there is a big there. sweeping. It's, it's the, the tether ball the tether sweeping ball. around the pole. <laughs> <laughs> oh, tether ball. Uh, it's like, we definitely didn't have that stuff at our high school, but with I do know. Oh my God. Tether ball was but, like, a fucking trend in elementary school. Did you oh ever have a phase where you just gauntlet. got really intense about tetherball? Of course. <laughs> yeah. I wasn't good That's at it. That's all of second grade. Yeah. And I just remember, like, all of the different rules. Like, it was like, you made it more difficult if you couldn't touch the rope. Didn't you call it, like, a ropey? Ropey! Oh, I know. It goes, my God. It goes back oh to the other my God. person. <laughs> Holland, you just brought me back. Just, like, when unlocked. you said ropey. Anywho. Uh, I was I would run the courts. The only person that could rival me was Cajun Strawick. Okay, taught straight in a pocket of a oh teenage boy. <laughs> no. Why does that guy want Napoleon's tots? That's disgusting. Because it's a sweaty know. teenage boy. I was like, Holland, this, you answered your own His question in the description. <laughs> Great. I you, hated that um, movie, but I loved. I loved the the smug look on that one other like nerdy kid's face when Pedro's cousins scare the bully yes. off when he's trying oh, to steal yeah. the bike. He has such a smug look after the bully runs away that I'm like, validation, redemption. Pedro's cousins. Pedro offers you his protection. <laughs> I completely yeah. forgot that Haley Duff dances to Larger Than Life for her skit. Yes. Also, her goddamn boyfriend who's like, ooh, like it's like it's heating up. I'm like, only a Mormon yeah, dude, boy would I this fucking... spot. They're Mormon. If he was given big I love that guy. He was. I, I know. He also he looked like he was so fifty. <laughs> I appreciate yeah, I how he was ride or die for his girl. Oh yeah, yeah. He was pretty. Yeah, but I just loved his reaction when he's standing up and he's like, <laughs> you know, and he's like, clapping. Hoo, hoo, I thought it was so funny. He's like fanning himself, like, ooh, that was too hot. Hey, Gray, <laughs> when you were a teenage boy, were you always hungry? Yeah, I'm still always hungry. <laughs> I was just thinking back to the tots. Like, if you saw a kid in class, would you jam some tots in your pocket for class? <laughs> I don't know. If you saw a kid eating tater tots in class, even if they were coming out of his weird pocket, like, would you want some? Like, come on. No, because I'm not like a dirty, greasy bully. <laughs> I would just look at it and be honestly, what I would do is I would look at it and be like, fuck, I'm doing that tomorrow. <laughs> It's like, fuck, such a good idea. I need to get I need to get wear my pants with the extra pockets. Oh my god, mom would be so pissed. She's like, what the fuck did you put in your pocket? I would hope you would at least wrap them in a napkin. Or like a little zip. Yeah, 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 yeah. I wouldn't just go straight. Even if it's in the pocket. 
Dude, I love that, like, um, Deb fucking stands up for herself and yeah. is like, listen, you don't get to tell me my boobs are small. I'm beautiful the way I am. And I'm like, yes, you are. You're a shallow friend. And then she sees how he just fucking goes for it, gives it his fucking all for his buddy Pedro. And she's like, you know what? Maybe you're not a shallow friend. Yeah. Maybe, maybe He's I'm such a good friend. He learns how to be such a good friend. <laughs> Guys, you got to be nice to people. you got to be nice to the weirdos in your lives. And you got to let yourself be weird. Because everyone just being themselves is beautiful. The love that Kip and LaFonda share is because they don't let anyone else's opinions bring them down. <laughs> Uncle Rico's miserable because he's trying to chase the glory of the past. Okay, but why does Uncle Rico get, like, kind of a happy ending, though? Because still? he got the shit beat out of him. He got his <laughs> comeuppance. He learned his lesson. Yeah. Hopefully. Okay, hold on, hold on. I that just floor will... They're gonna why, get stuck in why there. Why do you have... Cycle. Why do you have... Uh, does it hold up down to a seven? It's very dated. I don't know. I mean, I know it's, like, maybe intentional. But to me, it's though. kind of... Yeah, to me, it's kind of in a timeless setting where it's, like... It was already dated when it came out, so it's just living in this bubble. Yeah. It's aesthetic. You know, like, like even know. in even when it just... came out, like a a cassette tape was already kind of dated. Yeah. That's true. You know, VHS. or like Yeah, like that shitty old VHS player that he had. Or Jamiroquai. I mean, they said the R word. <laughs> like yeah. Okay, that's like one thing. One and like some of the LaFonda stuff, just that type of humor they were relying on did feel like a little bit problematic. Just like just like a slight twinge of it where it's like, this is the joke. Kip is now dressed like a wankster guy. Like the fact that he was wearing a do-rag was like, not, not great. amazing. It's just because, like a little like it's just like a little it problematic. Is it problematic if she is dressing him? So listen, this is a real thing where people, like girlfriends, dress their boyfriends in styles that they but prefer. But this was written by like white dudes. I agree. I'm just saying that like, while in theory and you could even interpret it in spirit as not too far off from reality, but LaFonda would know that the do-rag means nothing for Kip's hair. I know. And this is this was created by white people. Like, I'm not disagreeing yeah, I mean, with you, Holland, but it also it 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 does sort of it's on the fence sometimes of like real fence. things. And I know it's on yeah, it's on the fence a little that I feel like it can't be a ten. You know what I mean? Sure. That's that's okay, just how but I down felt to a set, I, I would say it. I mean okay. I've raised it. I've raised it. I've raised it. Okay. And then, like, Why follow along, like, I don't know, it's it's the it's that classic argument that I think I started the argument, which is, is it even hard to follow if there was nothing to follow to begin with? Well, I mean, I will admit that it took me several watches of the movie originally to kind of, like, not feel like I was getting whiplash the whole time. Yeah, it's just, like, a little... Like, it's part of the enjoyment. Like, I totally get that, like, it's not necessary for there to be a plot, but it's, like, 
it's it feels random until you watch it enough times to notice how it's all subtly connected together. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, but isn't understanding that fact when you go into the movie part of you being able to follow it? What? (laughs) (laughs) I didn't follow that. you, You knowing that it's like kind of, it's intentionally like, you know, I feel like it Hard takes you a couple. I think it the fact that it takes you a couple times to get it means it's not the easiest to follow. Exactly. Even if you can eventually get there, it's still not. It takes some work. It takes a, like a little bit of time. You know what I mean? The fact that I okay. now get it doesn't discount the fact that I had to like watch it a bunch of times. Yeah. First. yeah. Again, my followability yeah, score but, isn't that bad. I mean. But hold on, why is that being held against it? Like, your nostalgia factor is 10 because of how many times you viewed it in the past? My nostalgia is extremely high. Uh, For everyone that doesn't know, we're going to be repeating shit for a second or two because Holland's computer died and we had to pause for about three minutes. (laughs) Anyways, the follow score, I'm saying, you guys are basing this follow score as if it's for someone who has never seen the movie before, but we're doing all of these scores having known we've watched the movie before. I feel like, so like it was still not the easiest for me to follow upon revisiting it anyway. My opinion is that I go into this movie with all of my past memories and experiences, which includes the initial memory of being very confused the first few times. The, the nostalgia score is high because I'm relying of my memories of this movie, which makes my followability score a little bit lower because I'm bringing in all my memories of this movie. Okay, okay, but appropriate for children, how is it not a nine at least? I mean, um, six foot four, rats <laughs> along his back. He wants to go back in time, but he can't go back. Uncle Rico. He's the reason why this movie is not a ten. He's a great part of the movie, yeah, a vital, perfect great. part of the movie, but he is also. But like, it's intentional. Better. You're not like once again. Yeah, the but even if it's intentional, you're not supposed to like him. Yeah. He's supposed to be a bad guy. Completely agree. And he's he makes the movie better because he is in it. But Then how know, does it make it not a 10? You but, literally just said he makes the movie better by being in it. That means he should be a higher part of your score. Just because he makes the movie great does not mean he is appropriate for children. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, that's like saying no, there's not supposed to be any villains in a movie. Because no, it's, it's like, not oh, what I'm have, saying. You like, can't have bad people in a movie. Must, that's not appropriate yeah. for children. I think it's totally fine to show things what? to kids that are not necessarily appropriate, which is why you know I enjoy funny for kids. You know what's funny for kids? Putting pots over your chest and saying, look, I have boobies. That's totally a kid's I, joke. I don't disagree, which is why my enjoyability and uh, hold-up scores are both tens. I'm sticking with well, I'm it. I'm not talking to you. Right. I'm sticking with it. I'm talking to Holland who hasn't had an eight. <laughs> I'm saying a nine. I mean, come on. I'm sticking. It's such a minimal 
factor that it really deserves two points. I can't believe Gray is trying to squeeze out <laughs> these last remaining points, even though his score is. I'm ready be to amazing. say my final points. Nostalgia. I'm keeping okay. out of ten. You, we're fall. Gray, you're following toothless. <laughs> Sit through. I'm keeping out of seven because that was my experience today. So that's where I'm at. I don't think I need to change any of my scores. 10, 10, Appropriate 9, 8, for 10. children. Yeah. I'm keeping at an 8. I know that, and I love you. <laughs> Hold up. I'm bumping up to an 8. Can I follow? I'll bump up to an 8. All right. Okay. Any bonus points? I will give a bonus point to $6. It's like a dollar an hour. <laughs> um, I'll throw one in for I Love Technology, a song I still sing yeah. kind of frequently. Yeah. Never forget. All right. So with that, with those scores tallied up and the two bonus points, be so high. Napoleon Dynamite comes out to a 90. Wow. All right. All right. Okay, Home Alone. No, Home Alone's still... Higher. But that brings you uncomfortably. Is it the highest of the season? Uncomfortably close to me. Um, no. Allegra had two 91s in a row. He 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 he. Shit. Okay, but, how is Holes better than this movie? This is no. Bullshit. I think Holes is better. Dude, Gray, you are two points. I had a more enjoyable me. experience watching Holes, I think. Gray, you are two points behind me. All right, let's leave Holland in the dust. We are. Like, a new round is about to begin. Oh, my God. I knew this was going to bring you, like, neck and neck. Uh, Holland is, like, 40 points behind us, Gray. I better get a fucking good-ass movie (laughs) out of this hat today. Jesus. Holland has a lot of ketchup. But listen, San Templar is the great equalizer. She doesn't like ketchup. Well, tell us all the trivia first, and then we can pick a new one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm really excited. So I did, I wrote down more trivia for this movie. One, because it was enjoyable. And two, because this is our sixth movie from 2004. So So we uh, won't be doing year trivia. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. All righty. So it came out, we know that. The budget for it was four hundred thousand dollars, which is super low for a movie. Didn't even reach half a million. (laughs) And it's box office. This is pre, like VHS, DVD, and syndication sales. It's all of that. It's box office alone was forty six point one million dollars. Damn. 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 Yeah. So that's insane. And with that being said, John Heater and the other two co-stars who played Pedro and Deb um, were paid $1,000 for starring in the film. Wow. Wow. Flat rate. Wow. But but Heater at least, I don't know about the other two, but at least Heater was able to successfully negotiate more after the film became such Mm -hmm. a success. That's good. So there's that. Um, Heater drew all of the drawings in the movie, except for the unicorn. (laughs) Um, And in the town of Preston, Idaho, from 2004 to 2008, there was a Napoleon Dynamite Festival held where 
They had contests that included a tater tot eating contest, football <laughs> throwing, lookalikes, and other types of competition based on the movie. Wow. Did they do that milk drinking uh, thing? <laughs> <laughs> I wonder. They did the milk thing. Maybe they did like a Rex Kwando competition <laughs> or like a BMX bike jumping event. Um, the Were scene of the learn? farmer shooting the cow in front of the school bus full of children yeah. is a true anecdote from director Jared Hess's childhood oh my God. that he experienced. <laughs> wow. Because I think he grew up in yeah. Idaho. That's um, a lot of Mormons in Idaho. Both John Heater and Efren Ramirez, who played Napoleon and Pedro, um, each have an identical twin in real life. Oh. It's just well, a fun little fact. Is um, Pedro's twin in your trivia? I just what? said. Well, that. don't you know that he like derailed his entire career because he pretended to be Efron to book a bunch of gigs? Oh, really? Yeah, like. No. Yeah, his twin pretended to be him and like booked late night gigs and like meet and greets and like totally derailed his career by being like a crazy inconsistent person and it confused all of like. Oh my god! The people that who sucks. actually. Wanted... Yeah, it sucks a lot. Wow. Wait, what? Hold I can't on, believe that's not your up. trivia. Aaron <laughs> Ramirez twin. I didn't know uh, Napoleon Dynamite dude had a twin too. I feel feel like now that you've said that, I'm like, I feel like I maybe knew that. And I know the girl who played Deb okay. was in Veronica Mars. Hmm. She what? The girl who plays Deb was in Veronica Mars. Oh, gotcha. As Mac. Um, John Heater's big dancing at the end was the last scene scheduled and they only had 10 and a half minutes worth of film left. Oh, oh my geez. God. So he literally, so he literally, they ran out of film while shooting the dance scene where he, he was just dancing to three different songs and they just cut all the best parts together. <gasps> Amazing. Did they film him running away, like, first two to make sure they had, like, the exit? <laughs> yeah, maybe that was one of the first three, you know, yeah. dances or whatever. Wow. Um, John John Heater permed his real hair for the film. I, I can thought, tell. I was like, this is not a wig. <laughs> yeah. the, the after credit scene is like a ginger-ass <laughs> wig. I'm like, this is not his hair. Um, Jack Black almost played Rex oh, from Rex Blondo. It would have been too but big of a would name. La would later star in Jared Hess's next film, Nacho Libre. Mm, I've never seen that. Me neither. I've seen it once, and I don't think I got it, but I want to watch it again because I'm seeing a lot of people talk about it, and I'm like, ah, oh, there's something yeah, I, I was able like to appreciate like it back then. Yeah, I feel like it's like having a small resurgence. I'm like, yeah, I never watched it. A bunch I, of I was always like, I don't know if I like that. <laughs> I don't think I would have yeah, appreciated it Yeah, so I think my problem time. was that I was viewing it when I first saw it as a Jack Black movie yeah. and not as a guy who made Napoleon Dynamite movie. Yeah, so I, yeah. Had I to think that's also it. part of it. Because I was like, of... this isn't how he acts in School of Rock. <laughs> like a bunch of my friends loved it in college. And I was like, maybe I didn't give this movie a chance. Because it's... Yeah, yeah that's kind of what I thought. So I have to go. I have to return to it. Um. The name Napoleon Dynamite is actually a pseudonym used by Elvis Costello 
from his 1986 album, Blood and Chocolate. Oh. Executive producer Jeremy Kuhn had stated that the similarity was purely a coincidence and that they were unaware of Costello's usage. With Hess, the director, even saying, he's like, I could have sworn I got the name because when I had to do, like, door-to-door salesman, or no, when he was a Mormon missionary, ah. he met he met someone who went by Napoleon Dynamite, which probably... That guy got it from Elvis Costello, yeah, but, yeah. but Hess just got it. He's like, I thought I was just getting it from this random dude, but Costello made a whole thing about it, whatever. Um, and this is my favorite piece of trivia that I learned. And I was like, there's no way this is real, but it was on both Wikipedia and IMDb. At one point, Jake Gyllenhaal was considered for the role of Napoleon Dynamite. Jesus wow. Christ. I mean, but I could see it. He did Bubble Boy. Like, imagine the universe. Jake Gyllenhaal's kind of weird. <laughs> also, Jake Gyllenhaal, like, didn't get Spider-Man and did Bubble Boy. Imagine the universe where he's t- Spider-Man and Napoleon Dynamite. <laughs> <laughs> I don't I mean, think he would be Napoleon Dynamite if he got Spider-Man. It's Very hard true. to imagine anyone else being napoleon dynamite though i mean yeah but and that's that's what jared hess said so the 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 studio wanted it and he was like no heater is the only person who could play this role jake john hall is too hot to play napoleon it's true he's way too hot to be napoleon dynamite yeah yeah 100 (laughs) percent. all right well that was all the trivia um if you want to know what happened in 2004 Listen watch, to the other five or episodes. To the other five episodes. <laughs> Go watch the Mean um, Girls episode. Or yeah. Something. Watch it with your ears. So Holland, <laughs> Holland, you ready? Oh God. Ready. Oh God. We're, we're I picking really the next hope it's one. A good one. The next one. Here, hold on. There's. I didn't realize. Okay, Napoleon Dynamite and Toothless are still on the table. Throwing those away. Okay. Gray's frozen, so we can't tell if he's cheating. Oh, never mind. Okay, he's not frozen. Oh, oh shit. No, no, no. I can hear you, but... Okay. Okay. Oh, I'm really... Uh, It's a big rock candy mountain. Stop doing that on the table. Where you never clean your socks. What is it? Is it a good or a bad? I feel like it's it's good. I hope it's good. Based on his face, it's good. Okay, good. What is it? Holland, you might have a resurgence in this draft or in this season oh, are God. you fucking with me <laughs> it's big rock candy man you just received a pick that i drafted okay so it's not big rock candy mountain you escaped is it time. goddamn aragon are you fucking with me <laughs> what is it I'm just kidding. No, you got Matilda. Oh! Yes! 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 That's a fucking good one! I fucking love that movie. I was serious when I said... I was serious when I said you might have a resurgence in this because Matilda is fantastic. That's some gold right there, baby. Is anyone else sad that we're watching another good movie? (laughs) (laughs) I'm not... Save all the bad ones yeah, for the end, I guess. <laughs> I love the Russian yeah, roulette sa- every <laughs> week. Yeah, dude. Fucking, yeah, the last few months are going to be Although I feel like gauntlet. we need a couple good ones after having to watch Toothless, you know? And Mary-Kate and Ashley. 
those were fun. But like, and we still did. need a palate cleanser. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, We've had absolutely. some like All very right. mid movies for the last month or so. <laughs> you know, that's mid is generous. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's true. It was our lips are sealed, and then yeah, yeah. Anyway, um, yeah. So next week, thank right. fucking God, we're watching Matilda. I'm so excited. Um, you can follow us on social media at Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok at Latchkey Sibs. You can email us at latchkeysibs at gmail.com. Please follow us on Instagram and check our stories every single Friday and you can vote to decide if the defending sib of the week deserves to lose a point, stay the same, or gain a point. Um, But yeah, until next week, goodbye. Goodbye. Tina, come get some ham. Just kind of T-O'd. I guess you could say things are getting pretty serious. Do the chickens have large talon ta- talons? Yes. Are you serious? I'm dead serious. Are you serious? I'm dead serious. It's a sledgehammer. That's what I'm talking about. Are you serious? I'm dead serious. Idiot. I guess I did. Lucky. I like her bangs. Looks like a medieval warrior. I'm out making some sweet moolah with Uncle Rico. Peace out.